Welcome to another episode of Knife Making. Not yet, not yet. Oh, we're live now. We're live now. The broadcast is live. Welcome to Knife Making Down Under Podcast live feed. You may notice something different tonight. We have a duo. We had a late uh, pull out (laughs) from (laughs) Mert. He pulled out. I had a late pull out. That's how my son was conceived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had a late pull out. Got the kids. That's that's what he's up for shit now. <laughs> um, no, so here we are. We It's just Corrin and I, uh, another Thursday night. Uh, seriously, though, Mert's not feeling good. Um, so he's decided to call it quits. Bit of a sniffle, bit of a cough. Got a little bit of the old Chinese flu going on, maybe. A little bit of Rona. The old Rona. Merit Rona. We laugh, but if he's in intensive care next week, uh, we're actually serious. That's very bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) We'll be doing a GoFundMe to keep his fucking uh, ventilator operating. (laughs) Ah, fuck. There goes the chime. So I'm a minute late there. Well, there we go. I'll fix my clock. Ah, that's all good. That's all good. We won't have anyone commenting on Mert's clock being uh, an hour fast today at his workshop. His wife's always commenting on his cock being a bit fast, but... <laughs> Hence the late pull-out. Oh, his clock. His <laughs> clock. Sorry. Yeah, now I get it now. Yeah, that's it. it. Sorry. <laughs> so, another week's gone by. The show last week was really good. Unfortunately, as anyone that listened to it that night or since... Um, would know that we did have a few audio problems and we are slowly but surely working through those. We've got some tips from the listeners. We're very happy about getting those tips. Even though when sometimes we respond, it might be like we're arguing with you, but trust us, we fucking know and we are working for better things. Um, We're trying to get our shit together. I'm sitting here just going, why is no one commenting and why can't I see Anthony Kittle's response? Because I've got mine on the private chat one. And for the listeners, the private chat one is where Karen and I get to type messages to each other about how pathetic you people are. Like, oh, sorry, speaking oh, of pathetic. That's so uh, true. It's only because I saw no, Matt Snape and yeah. no, no, I, read his, I read his comments last week on the Friday as him and several others were suffering like massive hangovers and it's like ah, get used to it people if you're going to listen in and chime in and drink with us then you're going to have fucking hangovers <laughs> I've, I've had a shit friday for the last like <laughs> six weeks i reckon i've suffered more me. than most people on fridays from this these podcast pubcasts than most people will have suffered having coronavirus look at that jamie harris is tuning in all the way from canada Beers and bacon. Hey, how you going, brother? <laughs> so now I've got to quietly go and hey. scroll back up and read the uh, live feed comments um, and and see who's in here. Tim's a bit upset that Mert's always pulling out. Uh, I think you two should keep that to yourself, especially when his comment, got my milk, comes up on the screen. <laughs> yeah, funny. G'day, Tim. Good, eve- Good evening, Paul. Tim. Sorry, Paul, if we hurt oh, your feelings. Paul, Have a cuddle. Come on. Oh, for the benefit we gotta read some of these read some of these comments out, actually, because for the benefit of people listening on the podcast, I don't know what we're laughing about. Yeah. Uh some just some classic comments from people that are tuning in live. And this one says he's tuning out because he's being pathetic, called him cry. 
made him cry. <laughs> well, I've been called pathetic my whole life, and I understand how that feels, man, but you just got to move yeah, on. Yeah, I call a spade a spade in case you haven't noticed. I did go on yeah. to Anthony, uh, Matt Snape's post and call you guys a big bunch of pussies. Oh, there's Eric. G'day, mate. Um, you know, I was just showing Corin before we went live. I had this little dilemma in my um, in my kitchen that my wine glasses seem to be disappearing and uh, <laughs> it's probably got something to do with being hung over on a Friday morning and not wanting to go near the fucking laptop because, uh, you know, there's fucking half-drunk bottles of whiskeys and empty glasses. What do you got tonight? The Lafroy 10? Yeah, I got the same bottle as last week. I've been... Yeah, I'm still sitting on tealing. one of these tealings. Um, it's it's a, got a decent little punch to it, I have to say, that Irish whiskey. It's uh, 46%, and it was like last week, I was like, how did I go from feeling pretty good to feeling really smashed pretty quickly? And it was, I remember, at the end of the lo- end of the pub- pubcast last week, silly me, finished my wine and went, oh, yeah, I'll, fuck, the whiskey's here. I'll have one of them. And <laughs> one turned into many. And uh, I was sitting down with closed, half-closed over eyes, Pretty sure I was having conversations with Bill Burke over in Idaho on my messenger. <laughs> Nearly falling asleep on the couch. <laughs> uh, you know, such is life. Uh, been a pretty rough week. I'm back at work and fucking yeah. killing me. I'm back and getting back into a get up at five thirty in the morning instead Ooh, of like yeah, half past tough. eight or something. That'd be tough. Yeah, that commute. Yeah, it's yeah, it's killing me. I, for those that don't know, I drive three hours uh, to and from work every day, and. Um, Working from home somehow just sort of changed my life. I, I, I think I'm going to do more of it as soon as I can. Yeah, well, that's a funny thing. It's um, a lot of the places around now, um, both government and private enterprise, have discovered that, especially in administrative roles, there's a lot of work that can be done by people quite productively from home. Unfortunately, I'm not one of those people. I work from home very unproductively most of the time. It's funny, like my output for my knife making is pretty good. It's pretty high. But I tell you what, if I implemented 10% of the time management stuff that I used to do when I worked in an office, I I would be very, very productive in my workshop. (laughs) Mate, every time I look, you're on Facebook or Instagram. That can't help. Nah, I've gone back to listening to audio books in the workshop now. I turn off my notifications and listen to audio books or um, Spotify. I've been I've been listening to this is Metallica for about the last eight days and haven't heard a haven't heard a track on repeat yet. And there's some really fucking good songs that I haven't heard for a long, long time. And I used to think back to my childhood where I hung around with a heap of surfy guys. Yeah, ironic in Canberra, hung out with the surfies, and all my bogan mates all used to listen to Metallica and. Iron Maiden, and they'd have the desert jackets with the patches on them, and I'd always look and go, oh, man, I never listened to it. I was like, oh, no, that's like fucking bad music. And now I'm like, fuck, I wish I'd listened to that when I was like 30 years ago. Missed out on some stuff. Yeah, including a few of the waves down on Lake Burley Griffin, eh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Just middle of winter, nights. man. Middle of yeah. winter, they can get up to three feet, but you wouldn't want to be in there. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you break the ice, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, Blair. It's that time of the week already, Blair. Pour keep, a whiskey, mate. Keep yourself entertained for a second. I've just got an idea. Yeah, Kyra's got an idea. And he's going to go off and, and do something. He's wearing his uh, 
Paragon T-shirt. Right. So normally we'd probably hit about this stage, we'd be asking people, well, Mert, who's not on tonight. Unfortunately, Mert's not feeling good, so uh, he's taking the night off. Uh, normally, say, Corin and I would be asking each other what we've been up to for the last week. Um, I've been posting up some photos of the kitchen knives. Just going into the what have we been up to this last week. Um, I've been posting up some of my kitchen knives. I'm moving into much more refined kitchen knife now. Uh, very happy with what I'm making. The performance of what I'm making is pretty freaking good. Uh, a thought has crossed Corin's mind. Matt Snape, you, mate, I tell you, you're not, you're not bloody winning friends and influencing people. So, yes, Ben, there he goes again. Been making some nicer, higher-end, higher-quality chef knives and kitchen knives, but I also, if someone saw <laughs> how to win friends and influence people, uh, uh, also today just posted up uh, partway through an order that I'm doing for an 8-inch Bowie, um, which may or may not be random pattern Damascus. Um, Anthony Kittle doesn't know whether to believe me or not. <laughs> You'll find out, mate. Will I etch it or will I not etch it tomorrow? And when I do etch it, I will post a photo up on the Knife Making Down Under Facebook group. Get on board, join up, um, see what's going. What do we got there? Eucalypt Blades. Uh, what whiskey is it tonight, Corin? Uh, Lafroig. Yeah. Flush, flush your bottle up again. Lafroy. Yep, and I'm still plugging through a bottle of the, the Tearling, um, which I didn't realise until just before when I read the labels, 46% alcohol, and I, no wonders uh, a few of those seem to just smash me, but it's it's a good thing. Yeah, Matt, Matt's got the right thing. How to lose friends and infuriate people. That's about how, that's, that's pretty much the book I live by, mate. Uh, any any knives you're working on, you can show here. Uh, no, no, not well. Yes, I, I'd have to do a coron and run away. But at the moment, I've got it on the Australian blacksmiths and bladesmiths, whatever we call that group now. And I'll post up the work I'm doing on um, the knife making down under page as well. I was meant to go up and grab the knife out of the workshop, but oh, it's camera. It's it's getting to winter, I'm getting old and soft, and I didn't want to run up to the workshop and get it. No, well, that's fair call, mate. Uh, I, uh... Yeah, it's, like, it's probably about four degrees outside now, and it, and it was raining earlier, so it's not not very pleasant. There we go. Yeah, so, so my thought, um, the thought that I had that made me run off was yep. during the week, the Knife Art Association got a question regarding a chap by the name of John Stapleton. And I actually, uh, the guy was um, interested in some history about him. So I thought, if the crowd wills it tonight, I can do a little bit of a reading out of um, Australian Custom Knife Makers 1991, on which there is a piece about John Stapleton. So if anyone's interested in that, put it in the comment section. If not, I'll just plagiarise it and send it to the guy so he can get some info. He's, he owns some John Stapleton knives, apparently, and wanted to know something about him. So there you go. That was a little bit of social media news from me. You heard it here first. Yeah, pretty much. Bedtime stories. Uh, not really. No. 
interesting stories actually from that time. Now, Eric Markman, if Karen, if you just go and click on Eric's, I can do that comment. It's quite funny, Eric. I, please tell us that you don't have to have subtitles on to hear us and listen to us and understand us. <laughs> because if my, if every time I say knife, it says knob, I'm going to say things like, Eric, you love my knife. You'd love to hold my knife. And you'd love to play with my knife. <laughs> and fondle it. True story. And sometimes and fondle it. And then polish it. And push it in and out of a sheath. <laughs> anyway. So yes, we're back here. We're back here. It's Thursday night. For those just joining us, we don't have Corin uh, we've got Corin with us. Uh, we don't have Mert with us tonight. He's not feeling well. So we've given him the night off and Corin and I are gonna just play it by ear. And we're going to see how things are going. Yeah, we told him to get some medicine too, some cement. We told him to drink some whiskey because whiskey is good medicine. Yeah. Uh, but we said just drink whiskey and have the night off and go from I there. I think we might have called him a pussy as well, but <laughs> anyway. Well, we did, and we told him to have a teaspoon of concrete. Cement, mate, cement. And, uh, harden, cement, sorry, and harden up a little bit. But He wasn't very happy. Yeah, I got, fuck you, Corin. That wasn't very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's one thing I'm going to miss tonight from Mert. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it for you, man. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. You just try just sound like try and sound like you're Arnold Schwarzenegger or something. That 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 way I might think of Mert. Arnold, I can't do it, man. I'm not even going to try. No, no. don't even try. Very good. So, <clears throat> where are we at? What do you What have you done this week, mate? What What fun things have you done? Oh, well, I was just telling the people when you were off, the listeners, when you were off hunting for your book there, that I've been making some kitchen knives. I'm, I'm refining my kit. I've been refining my kitchen knife process over a reasonable period of time and slowly introducing more of a performance geometry that I've learned from the likes of Chad and Mert and others. And I'm pretty freaking happy with where I'm at now. Consistency being the key there. So I've, I've posted up some new knives. I've done a little bit of a startup of doing a re, uh, like a, what we call rebranding. So I've got a new signature maker's mark now that's going on my kitchen knives for the moment. And I'll look at whether I put it onto my hunting knives later, because obviously there's a diff big difference between a, you know, eight to 10 inch chef knife with usable space for etching and a four inch hunter which is my standard sort of size so uh no i've been doing those and i've got a nice eight inch bowie i did have a freaking delamination on an old piece of damascus that i made midway through grinding a knife and that ended up getting thrown in the bin i had a little hissy fit thanks tim and i got a visit today from uh, last week's guest dean hamilton popped by dropped into the workshop i haven't seen dean up here for forever i don't think i've seen him in my workshop and uh, yeah we just caught up and we we talked about last week's episode and the stuff that's going on with the forge through community and how, how well received the podcast was with dean and uh, we talked shit for a few hours and finally let him hit the road because he had some stuff to do and yeah that no, was it was good so the week seemed to go really fast and it's not going to get better next week because Starting tomorrow, I start teaching again. So I've got a class this weekend, and then I've also got a class on a midweek class on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. So we've got a hand recommendations for books on metallurgy to assist in knife making from a Facebook user. Corinne's just showing it up on the thing now. Metallurgy of steel for bladesmiths and others. 
who's heat treat and forge steel. That sounds like John D. Verhoeven, Emeritus Professor, Iowa State University. There you go. That sounds like the title of a book that would fucking suit probably 90% of the people I know. Good book. So, good book. So, we're talking about Definitely books. Got I got quite a library there, so if you need anything. Anyway. If you need anything, he'll show you the title. Yeah, you can come fucking buy your own books. So, that's what I did, and you were saying you've been back at work, and how's, how's things there at the moment? Like, are you guys catching up on stuff, or is it just still manic at the moment? Uh, look, they got 116 orders out yesterday. I don't know what they got out today, but wow. that's a new record for us, 116. So, we're slowly catching up. It's still manic. People are starting to settle down. I think people are starting to go back to work, and we'll, it'll calm down again. Thank you for all your support. Uh, it's been wonderful, and thank you for your patience as well because – yeah, because we needed it. It's just, it's just manic. Literally, hundred, hundred and sixteen orders in one day. Yeah. Fuck, it's unbelievable. Like, from twenty to thirty to hundred and sixteen. And you got less people in the shop to cater for your fucking social distancing. Oh yeah. Shit. And and hopefully, and, you know, hopefully, some of them will be right. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? That's well, like a lucky dip. Oh, no, honestly, our warehouse is freaking mystery box. <laughs> our warehouse has come a long way, and I know we still fuck up a lot, but uh, our Error rates are way down on what they were, and oh, we've, we've learned a Look, lot. How, think back two years ago. Yeah, well, three years ago when this started, we were doing fifty. If we did fifteen to twenty orders in a day, it was a fairly big day. You know, like fucking unbelievable. So yeah, no, nah, it's good. And patience is a virtue. I don't fucking have it, but I'm sure it's a virtue for some people. Yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, very good. I've developed it since doing this because the more that I do it, the more I respect what goes into the those companies that can ship same day and like like you order it in the morning and they ship me oh. up and I've no fucking idea how they can do it. Just the level my, of, of yeah, I have no <laughs> idea how they can do it unless they've got nothing my, else to do. My thing is like I, I ship weekly. I I have one day in the week where I'll go to the fucking post office to post stuff. And at the moment, I probably that's probably happens to coincide with the same day I pick stuff up. I used to drop by my post office box and open it up and have a look. Nothing there, piss off. And I just don't go down to the post office. I hate the place at the moment. So that's once a week. And I'll take, like I took about six orders down there yesterday to just get them out. And I'll spend the morning wrapping stuff nicely and, you know, coughing corona, <laughs> like the Simpsons episode. <laughs> The older blokes that order, they're super cool because they remember what it was like when you got a catalogue from the States, you waited four weeks for oh. the catalogue, then you filled in the fucking order form and sent it off, and then you waited six weeks for your stuff to come, and they all super cool because anything's better, but it's the the guys that are sort of just new, they're young, they're, they're keen as for fucking being, they order on Thursday so they can have their shit for the weekend, and they're super surprised when it's not there, and it's... <laughs> Nah, plan it, plan it out, plan it in advance. And, plan and then they advance. go on to complain that we're not open on a weekend to take their problem, com their complaint. So well, we, get it, we get it all the time. So whatever. Yeah, but but there I've are lots of legitimate complaints. So don't don't get me wrong. We we do our best. That's I can absolutely guarantee True. that. True, and it's 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 improving as a long term customer. It's definitely improving. I can tell you that it's improving. It's good. So Tim. Mm. You got to say, mate. Yeah, it was all perfect. You'll get your time, Tim, yeah. where something will go to shit, and just you know, ask questions before you go and 
What's the Euclid Bay's feel attacked about now? Oh, poor cabbage. Um, poor cabbage. Um, Sorry. Cabbage. <laughs> Fuck. Poor cabbage. Yeah. <sighs> These live feeds, they're just so stressful. Oh, they are, aren't they? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're just it's cabbage. All right. So, anyway. I've, I, I, I've, I, I've scrolled back up the list of comments and I found one from Richard Morgan. Does that mean I have to find it and put it on the screen? No, no. That no. Would. It's, it's like right up. But uh, I saw it come in because Richard, funnily enough, Richard just posted up on his Instagram that he's bought a new fly press. So, he's asking us the question now. Pros and cons for forging with a fly press. Oh, the the massive pro for a fly press is you can you can forge in a fly press at ten o'clock at night, and if it's bolted down, the neighbours probably ain't going to hear you. You can't do that yeah. with a power hammer or a hydraulic press or pretty much anything else. So the massive, or even a standard. Yeah, yeah, and and look honestly, when you watch someone like Jason Ellard and what he's doing under a fly press, just mate, you, the only limitation is you. That's it. Yeah, and how much fucking Red Bull mixed with fucking oh, monster that you drink? Yeah, there's a bit of that as well. I think he's on yeah. amphetamines or something. But it's you know, it's you know, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Jason. No, it is, that was a joke. No need for yeah. that defamation yeah. case, yeah, mate. Dis- it's all right. Read, read the disclaimer. Read the disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. Anything we say is full. Of, we're full of shit. <laughs> but whatever. Anyway, it is it is fun to watch him on uh, Instagram and so forth as he knocks out a you know five hundred or three hundred layer mosaic Damascus hammer under a fly press. So yeah, yeah. Even though it's, yeah. He'll get old and suffer from inflammation and arthritis one day, and we can point at him and laugh then from our fucking geriatric beds. So the cons for forging with a fly press, fly press, Richard, are probably the fact that you're going to have to work harder, mate. You have to work harder and faster, and you're going to have to fucking, like, get energised, brother. Get there and do it. Okay, so, mate. I, I don't use one for forging. I use one for stamping my maker's mark, which I'm now going to laser etch onto my knives, and therefore... Uh, I'll probably end up getting rid of my little fly press because it's not a piece of equipment that I want to collect. And I probably will be getting a uh, old school Hercus lathe, metal lathe shortly. <laughs> and I need the fucking space. Uh, can't go wrong with a lathe. <laughs> no. Uh, my little my little fly press is a fucking, it's like your nine kilo hammer. It's not very effective for a lot of things. Yeah. But it's fun to have around. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, somebody asked here what uh, how many where are people watching from because they want to see the comments. And so if you go to there's my Facebook has about five, uh, the knife making down under page and the podcast one has thirteen and one has eighteen. The group, sorry, and the page Australian blacksmiths and knife makers is twelve watching from there and there's uh, five on my YouTube channel. So. There you go. I haven't had any comments that I've noticed on the YouTube channel, and that may be because I'm not clicking the right button. So if that's the case, you're commenting on my YouTube channel. <coughs> Sorry, I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, we're new to this shit, and, and we get distracted when we're on. Forget we're on live feed. Start looking at the phone. Ooh, to do Corinne's talking. I'll just look at my phone. <laughs> you should put the phone away. On Instagram, as always. What's my YouTube channel? Uh, listening to Corinne Kayaker. Corin Kayaker, one word. Actually, it was going to be a kayaking YouTube channel, you know, back in the day, uh, but uh, it's actually all knife making and blacksmithing, so I don't know why I haven't changed that, except for one day I might get my kayak out, give it a hose, and get the spider webs out of it and go for a paddle. Yeah, I, I haven't changed. I can't even remember my fucking YouTube channel thing, which I started ages ago. I think it was to do with car club stuff when I used to drive a GT Liberty or RS Liberty or something like that. 
back in the day, and I don't even know how to change my fucking name. I don't even look at YouTube for that sort of stuff. Matt Snape reckons he's already, Matt Snape. He already, he already, he's <laughs> already reckon, <laughs> reckons he's already paid for that flight Jeez. for his kid. Well, it's an, there's an auction. All right. There'll be an auction. So let's get- No reserve, but starting at a certain price, and I won't sell it for a certain, under a certain price, but no reserve. You idiot. I'm not a shonky, dodgy bastard much. You idiot. All right. So uh, we've got to um, – what have we got on the agenda for tonight? Have you got your meeting notes there, your, your, your notes there, Kev, for the podcast, your podcast plan? We did Yep. somewhere. Where is it? That's my podcast plan. Oh, sorry. I'm looking for mine in uh, somewhere. I'm pretending like I have one. <laughs> what is it? No, I'm pretty sure we, we talked about stuff and things. Oh, yeah, there was stuff and <laughs> well, things. So what I have on here that's, – that's, that's the pad of power that I normally draw my notes on while I'm – you know, pictures of Tim Ford and uh, other guests. What I have here is weeks. a topic that says, what have we seen on social media that we consider important or current affairs? And, and one of those things is – Old mate Baz Gardner. I don't know if anyone's heard, but Baz is sick. He's crook. Had a major medical incident, and uh, I, last I heard, he they were going to operate, but I don't know. Um, he'll be should be fine. I'm not going to jinx it, but you know, you know, thoughts and prayers are with him. And um, we put our uh, put the hat around for buy a new forge for him because he just talked to me a few days before to replace his forge. And mate, within <coughs> within about 45 minutes, we had all the money required to replace his forge, and we were. We're building that now. The other thing that's probably important, he probably doesn't want me to talk about, is Brett Selly, in the process of making the new forge, slipped with his angle grinder and cut his thumb in half. But I No shit. Yeah, yeah, no, no I saw the pictures. <laughs> no shit. Oh, yeah. Brett and I have been chatting a lot on uh, Facebook Messenger lately and he's gone quiet the last few days. <laughs> so, so that's probably something to do. You can't press the space bar. <laughs> go, 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 to, go to Brett, everyone. Just write him a little message and ask him if he's got sore hands or something like that. And <laughs> how's, your how's your thumb? The fucking, uh, don't tell him the where you heard injury. it. Don't, tell, you where you, where you, don't no. tell him where you heard it. Just give him shit. Because, <clears throat> of course, I don't think I'm supposed to like make that public, but I think probably too late. Life, live and all. So they're the two things I'm thinking top of my head. From social media, what else has anyone seen? It's amusing. Well, let's while, while we're on that subject. Mm-hmm. Oh, not that Jay, not that Barry Gardner thing is amusing, by the way. That's serious shit. But no, that just threw us on a. T- Brett, Actually, that's really upsetting because Brett, Brett kind of um, is. Sorry, Brett, but it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's upsetting because Baz Baz is always on Instagram posts. Most people I follow when they post something up. You know, you have your series of stars or your thumbs and uh, a quick word from Baz. So he's there, he's following the knife-making community. And when you posted that picture up and the, and the thing saying he was sick, it was actually, it's not a fucking good thing. He's an icon in knife-making in Australia. For people that don't know, it's the Jam Factory, isn't it? That That's where he works Yeah, Sepplesfield, Sepplesfield Jam Factory, South Australia. If you're in South Australia, you want to do a knife-making course, Baz would be your man uh, and, and get in touch with him, get yourself booked in for when he's back on his feet. Yep. Top bloke, he's doing some cool stuff with his um, mosaic Damascus himself too. He's done some really nice, really nice stuff lately. Actually, get on his Instagram. I think it's Gardener Knives, isn't it? Garden is Knives, it? yeah. Mate, every time we do anything, like you run a show or or you have an event or anything, you just get this message from Baz, like like well, I do anyway, that just says good luck with it, mate. Like, yeah, wish you all the best. I mean, he can't go because he typically is booked out for his courses like a year in advance, but you just know that he's supporting. It's just the sort of bloke he is, and he just sends those little messages 
And if he likes what you do, he'll comment and say something about it. And to be honest, guys, get on to Gardener Knives. Don't don't message the shit out of him. Don't do that because they asked specifically that that not happen. But get on and check out some of his posts. And oh, just a minute, I'm trying to find his Instagram. Can you do you know what it is? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just Gardener Knives. It just comes up in my feed. Yeah. Yeah. Gardner, yeah. Okay, that's why I can't find it because I'm spelling it wrong. It's Gard G A R D N E R Gardener Knives, and um, like just check that shit out. Like uh, I'll just try and find a camera. Look at that. Yeah, that's cool. That's fucking cool. That's fucking cool. He's doing some nice stuff. And look at that. His knives can cut an orange. There you go, Baz. Fuck. Awesome. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I don't cut cut oranges with mine. I'd like to smash watermelons with mine, but I don't think that'll work. And he's building a press. Look at that. Anyway, look, he's, he's taking a big setback this week, guys, so... Any support we can give him if he needs anything, we've just got to be ready to uh, to sing out. Speaking yeah. of support, have you got your raffle tickets for the Knife Art Association raffles? Have we got one running at the moment? We should. It's sold out today. Sold out today. So, fuck that. But there's yep. another one starting very shortly. As soon as that starts, get in for your Knife Art Association raffles. We've got to kick up some funds to try and pay all the bills that have accumulated during the COVID crisis. It's been a real nightmare for us. So... Please get in and Being the hand. president of the Knife Art Association, I fucking am completely out of the loop with actual information of what's going on. That's what happens when you're the president. But I have heard uh, rumour. Yep, there's Gardener Knives on there at Gardener Knives. I have heard rumour that the next raffle will be monumental. Absolutely monumental. Oh, yeah. Keep your eyes out what- for it. What are they raffling, Kev? Uh, it's, uh, first prize is speculation. Second prize is hearsay. And third prize is um, innuendo. I can't tell you any details other than keep your eyes out for the next KAA, Knife Art Association raffle. If rumours are true, you'll be buying a few tickets. And I even posted the question... Because we're running our raffles through a third party and it's all electronic, pay for your tickets online, random drawing online, can I or my family members buy tickets as well? And we don't know about that because normally, I was just saying about can KAA members buy raffle tickets because, oh, that's sexy, because it's all done third party electronically, can we buy raffle tickets? And will it be, you know, when the president wins first prize, second prize and third prize, will people claim it's rigged? That, well, uh, well, it is. Oh, well, oh, sorry. oh, no, we're not supposed sh- to tell them. We're live. Shit. You can't edit that oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> it's uh, not rigged at all. No, but the first the first raffle, which had a Bruce Barnett knife, one of my knives, and one of Paul Aristan's knives as the prizes, um, that will be drawn, I would imagine, soon. We were down to 10 tickets when I was walking the dog tonight at about 6 o'clock. The Secretary of the Knife Art Association rang me and said, plug the raffle on your podcast tonight if you can, please, on the live feed. Let's sell these last tickets. And then he sent me a message about an hour later saying, never mind, it's all sold. So, Yeah, thanks for the support, guys. And there'll be more raffles running. There'll be some for, I believe we're going to raffle off a grinder. That's on the card somewhere down the trail. Yep, I'm I'm happy because I'll I'll we'll, we'll do a deal on that one. That'll be we'll get a grinder out there for you. I, I bought a knife as well this week, so there we go. Well, I actually oh, bought it at the beginning of the month. That's nice. 
It is, mate. It's fucking beautiful. Classic. I saw that. I remember seeing that one on the uh, many posts that it went up onto the Facebook groups, and I was thinking that who knows who made it. Who knows who made it out there? You can't do it on the podcast, but you can have a guess. Yeah, you've seen it here first. Yeah. So again, thanks for the support with the Knife Art Association. Obviously, with this, with the restrictions in Australia at the moment, with the flu jargon, we're in a situation where everything's sort of up in the air. We're doing our best. Be patient. We, we'll, we'll come to decisions on things as soon as we can, but we're just working with whatever information that we've got. Already drawn. And this one here says, can you run a raffle in WA? Can you vote there for some politicians who can change your raffle laws to allow us to run a raffle in USA? You've got to rebel. Isn't it in our constitution? Oh, that's the American constitution. WA. You said USA. WA. WA. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, there's no (laughs) fighting a government in Australia. Sorry, I didn't say that. You didn't hear it here. And um, Mert, Mert did. Mert, I heard Mert say it. Mert said that. Mert said that. Uh, We can't because of the laws there, guys. So, um, yeah, sorry. Not sorry. You need, for those in WA, right, every state and territory has different rules regarding raffles based off value and all other sorts of bits and pieces and wa you have to have physical raffle tickets available at the point of sale so we're doing this stuff online obviously for ease of our administration and to cover more bases with that stuff and uh, wa you guys are you need to fucking get your guys (laughs) you need to get your guys in government to fucking relax that a little bit I don't yeah, give a um, shit if you don't don't open your borders. We don't care about that. But just let us fucking sell electronic raffle tickets. It's pretty funny though. Anything seems to go on Facebook. In most states, it's illegal to run a raffle uh, for personal gain. That's illegal. It's gaming. It's called gaming, gambling, yeah. right? Yeah. So you can do it, but you can do it for fundraising for a not for profit or a charity. But in uh, in WA, there's some rules against us. Um, doing it because if it's online, you have to have a physical ticket and a lot of other bullshit you have to be in Western Australia. I just can't help you and um, we, we, we don't make the rules. Yeah, we'd love to. We'd love to. Call your favourite friend over in South Australia, get him to buy one on your behalf. Or you could do what this guy says and just move somewhere else. I mean, <laughs> we're, not, we're not stopping you, all right? It's your choice. Uh, my family just moved from WA back over to our, our side of town on the uh, eastern side of Australia. They had their time over there. They enjoyed it a little bit. They went to all that effort to get away from you and now they're back, eh? They're back. Yeah, boomerangs, mate. We can't fucking help it. We throw them and they fucking keep coming back. Um. So, yeah, apparently the raffle was already drawn, I think you saw. It'd be interesting to see who's... Who's got the prizes? Again, hey, I'm Knife Art Association president. I don't need to know nothing. Corin's in the Knife Art Association committee. He doesn't need to know nothing. Just so long we as know it nothing. happened. We're just, we're just mushrooms kept in the dark. Yeah, ignorance is fed bliss. On shit, fed on ignorance shit. Ignorance is bliss. But, yeah, first or third, not second. Fuck off. You, you're a cabbage, Kittle. What happened? <laughs> Where, you're reading comments I can't His even comment. see. Why he deleted? Oh, did he? <laughs> it, oh, I don't know. Sucker. It came up. You oh, clicked on it. It came up. He's basically saying he wanted first or third prize, not second, which was my knife. Oh. Um, well, fair call. Okay, listen, listen. I have to say, Anthony, if you came second in that raffle, I have to post my knife out to the to the winner of that. And if you win it, I'll include a little special gift just for you in the envelope. 
<laughs> It'll be all stuck together. If your post office gets the sniffer dogs onto it, nah, well, what can we say? Is he saying that he's, he won third prize or is Peter Roberts says, me, third prize, Paul's Knives? Peter Roberts, you just posted that, mate. Tell us, is it true? Did you win Paul's Knife? It was a beautiful little thing. It was a beautiful little thing. I didn't thing. even fucking see it, mate. I've been that that obsessed with trying to get work running so that we're making a profit, which we're not going to do, but doing the best we can. Yeah. Yep. And that's, you know, the, just the, the whole gas business has gone to shit. I can't really do much about it. I... I, I can't really no. can't really comment with all the hospitals, all the hotels, <laughs> sorry, all the hotels and clubs and restaurants all closed, all the spare parts businesses fall fallen to nothing. And anyway, but it'll come good. Yeah. Hey, now a while ago, but I don't know. We, this is something that's funny. We don't have Mert here to keep us under control. A while ago, we were talking about Barry getting sick and fucking what's his head, Brett chopping half his fucking thumb off. On that note, I just want to give a shout out. To Jay from j.c underscore bladeworks. Um, Jay and I chat a bit on uh, Instagram. I thought you were going to say grinder for a minute. Nah, and Jay sent me a message asking how long it took my thumb, how long I was off work after I injured my thumb. And (laughs) as soon as someone asked me that, I'm like, What'd you do? Are you kidding me, man? Like, have you fucking, what have you done? And he sent me a message saying, are you easily grossed oh, out? Yes. And I was like, no, no, I'm not easily grossed out. And poor old fucking Jay took off the fucking, like the top third of his thumb into the nail, a clean cut, full fucking bit of fucking like thumb sitting on a fucking piece of paper towel. <laughs> For anyone wondering what I'm doing, I'm cutting my fingernails. Anyway, keep going. Oh, yeah, that's all yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Uh, is, that, is, Jay, is, that, is that you, Jay, that's on there saying we also talk on Grinder? Um, Corin, what do people have to do to get their name up when it says Facebook user? They've got to grow up, scroll up and click permission yeah, somewhere. Yeah, because you're in a private group watching it, uh, Facebook doesn't have permission to share your stuff unless you give it to this app. So, yeah, there we go. I like, uh, Jamie, was it you before, mate, that put the half a thumbs up club? I reckon we should... Uh, I reckon we should run with that. I'll, I'll be the fucking chairman. And you can only fucking join if you've done a fucking grotesque knife-making related injury to your thumb where you've severed, ground, or squashed a portion of your thumb off. Yeah, no, anyway. Yeah, so that's pretty much what else has happened on social media this week other than a bit of fucking mutated thumbs and shit. Let's get talking about something interesting for these people. Uh, uh, I've got to stop cutting my fingernails on, on live. Yeah, stop fucking, fucking distracting us, mate. Okay. Jesus. So what have we got here? We got information secretary section section. History, skills, tools, materials, consumables. Do we want to do that? I can talk about I can do a little Oh, hang on. Stop. Stop. Oh, stop. Andrew Smith just posted up a Oh, here we go. Andrew's I'll put it up on the screen. Here we go. So the winners were Tyro Tyson Godden. That shouldn't be hard to read. Sorry, I've had a few. Of New South Wales, second prize winner is Trevor Tucker. Great guy, I think. Don't say that when you're five times Trevor, fast Trevor when Tucker, you're Trevor, I know Trevor Tucker. <laughs> I know that name. He seemed, I think he's a good guy. He's definitely a good guy. He's won the fucking ultimate. Yeah. He's won the ultimate. The third, good on you, Trevor. Trevor. And third prize was Peter Roberts. Peter Roberts was not bullshitting. Peter. Well done, mate. Yeah. 
I'll tell you what, you've you've all, and I'm not blowing my own, well, I am blowing my own trumpet because I was in there. Um, you've all won really fucking nice knives like you have. You've, Bruce's bloody chef knife, mate, that thing is a fucking, that's a blitzer. That's good. So, yeah, we've got to keep it going. We've got to keep um, a bit of our, as I say, yep. losses uh, mitigated a little bit. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So do we want to hear about John Stapleton? Who wants to know who the fuck John Stapleton was? Does anyone know John Stapleton out there? Because if you know John Stapleton, uh, I know a guy that would be <coughs> interested in meeting him if he is still around. I, I have no idea. He was, however, I, a founding member. I don't know, John. I don't know, John, and I would like to hear more about John. I just like, sorry, yeah, I got distracted wanna... by this comment from David Winch. Google auto-translate this week interpreted a friend's post from sheath to vagina. Winning. Winning. Yeah. Winning. Anyway, cabbage. Nice. Right. <laughs> John Stapleton. Do we want to know more about that? Do you want me to do that, Kev, or are we go on to something yep. else? No, do that. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to do based off advice from last Play week. on your phone. <laughs> no, based off advice from last week about audio quality, I got the, I got the bloody Mert Tangsu uh, Chinese virus going on at the moment, I think. I'm going to mute my microphone so that I don't interrupt you. How fucking... Mm-hmm. Mate, we're getting the skills, man. We're going we're gonna yeah. get- we're gonna get there. I, I, you've got you took, mate. You muted. I can't hear what you're saying. What? I can see your lips moving, dude, but I can't hear what you're saying. Uh, no, I was just doing a test oh. run. I fucking muted oh. that. <laughs> Did well, mate. Did well. I, I couldn't it's, hear at all. You, you see, no, that's, I think that's what mute means. Unless it means sheath or vagina. Sheath of it. What if we can mute? Oh, right. uh, don't go there. Okay, right. John Stapleton, <laughs> sorry, Mert, that was that was just funny, right? Sorry, uh, fuck you, Corrent. Yeah, I know, I know. All right, John Stapleton, Guild Foundation member. There you go. So that's who he was. I, I don't, I don't know him. I don't think. Uh, his maker's mark was a lowercase Gothic S, like a phoenix. This is from uh, Australian Custom Knife Makers, nineteen ninety one, by Keith Spencer. And this is, uh, I'm reading this for the chap that uh, wrote to us this week and asked about him. Um, like a phoenix that fabled bird in Greek oh fuck me I'm going to start again and I can't even edit that out because it's live like a phoenix that fabled like a phoenix that fabled bird in Greek mythology John has risen once more as a knife maker after fading away for a few years whilst the responsibilities of a business partnership eroded his spare time he has however returned to the ranks of makers revitalized bursting back onto the scene by accepting a commission to produce a special knife for a movie not yet released called The Journey to the Valley of the Gods. Anyone seen that movie? Never heard of it. Uh, That's not in this book, actually. I'm just asking. This exquisite dagger with matching scabbard is featured on the front cover of the June edition of Australian Shooters Journal magazine. When John left off knife making in 1986, I was 10 at the time. That's, again, my comment, not written here. He was highly regarded by his custom crafting colleagues around the nation. His skills and styles have been enhanced by a visit to America in 1984, where he successfully participated in the U.S. Guild Knife Show and learned much from top American makers in attendance. In 1983, Skinning Knife that won the Crafts Council of South Australia Award in the Royal Adelaide Show. An engineering pattern maker by trade, John turned his 
hand to part-time knife making out of frustration, trying to find a knife with long-term edge-holding ability. So in 1978, he converted a broken chisel into his first knife. I think a lot of us got into it to make a knife that uh, had good edge-holding ability. That was certainly one of the factors that got me interested. Within two years, he was producing personalized knives for soldiers, hunters, fishermen, who sought rugged, reliable, and individuality in a personal piece, and were prepared to pay handsomely for it. In addition to blade work, John derives great satisfaction from blending colors and textures using natural materials for handles and sheaths in order to present a fully integrated user-collector unit that is both practical and aesthetically pleasing. These days, though, John is focusing his attention on, on the collector market by making fewer knives but of higher quality, thereby achieving the maximum return for the limited number of hours he is able to devote to knife making. John values the friendships and associations made with all those who share a common interest in fine handcrafted cutlery and relishes the challenge of bringing complex knife combinations to fruition. He sums it up by saying, but the re reward in seeing the pleasure of a new owner seems always to make it worthwhile. Oh, by the way, guys, there you go. That was my new ownership. Anyway, um, uh, blah, blah, blah. His philosophy of knives is simple and succinct. Sharp knives seem to invoke in people a fascination. Perhaps along with the store, axe, and club, it was the tool that made man so different from the animals around him. Probably the most commonly used tool in any household. It surely is as important today as it was then. Why not decorate it, stylize it, hold it in high esteem? It must surely be king amongst tools and weapons alike. I would agree with that. And then... Got some pictures and pictures, captions, and there's a couple of them there. So, uh, if you want a good look at those, um, if you have to find a copy of the book, I suppose. Knife making, custom knife makers, 1991. My question to all you guys is who's going to write the next custom knife makers thing? Anyway, I don't know. The next thing is Kev is bored and has left. Yes, that's true. Kev is bored and has left. Sorry, that was me. I caused that. Uh, I can see his arm though, uh, so so that's it's probably not all bad. Uh, there's the rest of him now. There we go. So that's a little bit of history there. I hope you enjoyed that. That was the informative part of tonight's episode. Now let's get back to more shit talk. You there, Kev? What the fuck did you mean? I missed that. Yeah, you missed it, man. Oh, was, can you go yeah, through it again? again? No worries. Uh, where were we? <laughs> no, no, I won't. Anyway, uh, on the contrary, bored. No, I was actually feeling a little ambitious, so I did the brave run of the eight meters to my workshop and back. Um, someone was asking me a little bit earlier about my works in progress at the moment. What's on the bench? Um, this is a four and a bit inch long W two Hunter uh, that I'm, I'm currently on. It's it's at the well, I should. It's a nice finish, but it's at a rough six hundred grit before I start doing guard work. That, that handle's pretty shit, um, dude. Yeah, I've got to work on that. It's a. It's. I've got to work on my full tang. Same with this one, um, and this is the one that I posted up before, um, which is the eight inch Bowie knife that I'm working on, which is a custom order. Oh, the next section, Kev, is tip of the week. I'm, I'm going to give you a tip on that one if you like. You need to get yeah, get the handle, show them the handle. You need to just get the handle and some paracord, right? And if you wrap enough paracord yeah. on there, that's going to make a top handle, man, paracord. Fuck yeah. Why did I think of that? Uh, no wonder I get shit feedback about my knives. 
It's not enough paracord, man. And this is this is the 280 mil chef knife I just pasted up with the nice hamon running along there, and the uh, shit the the camera's crap on my fucking PC, but that's got a desert ironwood and African blackwood. You sure it's not the chair keyboard interface? Handle on it, probably. Yeah. ID 10 Tierra happening now, and this. For That's a very much Trevor a Tucker. knife. I, I, you, anybody, Trevor Tucker, Trevor Tucker, Trevor Tucker, Trevor Tucker. This is second prize in the raffle. This is Trevor. This is, and it comes with this beautiful custom fit sheath. You know, and ain't going anywhere in a hurry. I, I probably sheath I'm vagina prob- tight like a, tight like a sheath. I'm probably not going to be able to turn the camera around, but on the wall over there, I've got a picture uh, of a a Sydney knife show poster. Actually, it is a Sydney knife show poster. One of the ones that went around the country promoting a Sydney knife show, which has your knives on it, and it looks fucking not the same, but it looks very similar to that. There you go. I'm not going to yes, pick up the computer. It's there is a certain style. It's going to bad happen. Nah, there's a certain style in my knives, and I like that. I like that idea where they're recognisable, which is a good thing. And Andrew, who I've got a comment on there at the moment, he's responsible for our... He's responsible for our artwork for the knife shows and people's knives and stuff. Sexy knife. Look at that's, that. That's um, that's pretty nice hamon. So what's up? Yeah, I've been, I've been back working on my hamons because Kev can't do it anymore. I blame Sorry, Ian Stewart for posting up. <laughs> Mert can't do it. <laughs> I blame Mert Ian Stewart. I'm sorry. I can't edit that. Sorry, went live. I was going to say Mert can't do it anymore, but that's not true. Mert can do it. He can do it in 52-100, and I know he's going to be saying, fuck you, Corin, when he hears this, so fuck me. <laughs> we, I reckon he's one of those guys on here that comes up just as Facebook yeah. user. I, yeah, reckon I reckon Mert's watching. <laughs> I wonder who it yeah. is. So Andrew Smith, as I was saying, is, is responsible for the awesome knife show posters and artwork and banners and and uh, everything else man he can make a shit photo of mine fucking look good so the guy's got some skills does anybody want some sydney knife show posters i've got some why don't we have a competition and give away some Sydney? i've got you, you've been to my shed right i couldn't fit another yep. sydney knife show poster on a wall correct in my shed because i've got fucking yep. 2.4 meter long ones in the big area <laughs> and i've got half a dozen around this room just a minute. I'll go and see what I've got. We'll do a we'll do a Sydney knife show poster giveaway right here, right now. Totally unplanned. I'm just going to go and see what I've got, though. Yeah. Well worth having. I've got to say, I've got the one with three of my knives and an earlier one with some knives being normalised. They're in my workshop, and I've got to admit, it's just a cool thing to have Australian knife related posters, and they're really good quality posters. In your workshop. So we're going to do a giveaway. What, what's he got here? It's a white piece of card. Look at that. Wow. A4 paper enlarged. Oh, Kev. Kev. This isn't actually a very pretty poster. <laughs> it's not, right? This weekend. <laughs> You're getting rid of that one. All right. There's, there's four of these made. There was four of these made to promote the first... 2014 Sydney Knife Show. They were made by Andrew Smith. They were done in a hurry, and there was only four of these posters made. They were made late in the piece, just in time to be displayed this weekend outside 
at that time it was Australian Technology Park. Yeah. And so they went out on the street. After the show, I collected them. Uh, there's four of them. One of them hangs with pride in my shed. One of them hangs with pride in Keith Flutter's shed. And uh, really, I don't know what to do with the other two. So fuck, let's give one away. That's got to be worth something to someone. I'm going to hang a bit of shed art. Who wants that? Yeah. What's the prize? What do we have to do to... Um, to does anyone want well, that? Well, that's the prize. Well, should I, yeah, well, that's the prize. I've got other ones. But that one is a total collector's piece. There are literally only four of that poster. And as I say, uh, <coughs> there's one in... Probably nobody on the podcast heard that because I was sitting away from the microphone. Anyway, very nice poster, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Edit in some shit there. Um, <coughs> yeah, so if anyone wants to win that for their shed, uh, what do we got to do, Kev? Best what? That's a good question. You put me on the spot now. All right. Yeah, I Best on, what, people? Best competition to win this night? Uh, no, yeah. Just give us some ideas because honestly, Piece guys, of history. We're, we're not that creative. Piece of history. If you want that, if you want to win that, <laughs> let's hear what your, what your thoughts are. Yeah, I'll have that, says Matt Snake. Now, you've got to be a little bit more creative than that. I have room in my shed. I'll take it. Best haiku. I don't even I don't even get haikus, so, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd love to, but well, I really just don't think I, I think they're working on a vaccine for that. <laughs> Whoever cut the most <laughs> off their thumb wins a poster. Whiskey swill. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Hey, that cut or grind off your thumb because, hey, I reckon I'm getting that poster if it's grinding shit off your thumb. Because when it comes to grinding... <laughs> Grinder. Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, stick my fucking thumb halfway up there, I do. <laughs> Peter Roberts says he'll build a wall to put it on, but we're, we're ruling him out because he won that nice knife. Best thumb joke. Yep. Here we go. Best use of the word cabbage. Oh. Yeah. Best three Australian mastersmiths. Well, name three Australian mastersmiths. We can't, really. That's, that's there a are good, three that's a good qu- That's a good one. Let's do that. Then I can keep yeah. it. <laughs> okay, let's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jamie Bishop's going to donate his sausage. Yeah. We, well, I think that was referring to your grinder comments earlier. One for the Smithy at Bellaro for the Forge through program would be nice from Douglas. Well, Douglas, we've got to work out a way to make that work. Okay. So, we don't have a competition, but we have a prize. So, let's just. We'll just keep going through the night and then. Um, I don't know, Kev. What are we going to do? Yeah, we might just randomly scroll through and pick a person's name out of the out of the comments section. Viewers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Let's do that. Lucky so, door prize. Good idea. At the end of the night, you have to still be on to win it. It's like one of those um, it's like one of those RSL ones, like the badge draws, where you've got to be in the club <laughs> to win. Yeah, and if you're not, they'll send you a text message saying you just missed out on a thirty-two thousand dollar badge draw. Yeah, or Should've you been just. In the club. You just stuck around in the club for two hours waiting for it for nothing, but that's because you had nothing better to do anyway because you're old. Anyway, what? sorry, sorry for anyone who likes that. I'm not really. Well, anyway, what's next, yeah. Kev? We didn't have a competition on our on our meeting notes. Tip of the week, Kev. Tip of the week. Tip of the week? Yeah, tip of the week. Uh, tip of the week. Tip of the week. Who out there of the listeners has a disc grinder? Now, we talk about disc grinders a lot. Oh, someone asked about a disc grinder. No, hang on. Somebody asked up here. That's a good one. I'm not, I can't find a question because just forget that. Somebody did ask, what's more better, a disc grinder or a strap-on? So, is grinders or strap-ons more better? What's more better, a grinder or a strap-on? 
Someone, I don't know, if, I can't see who it was. That could be read many ways, but yeah, someone asked that. I, I got asked the same question, and I'm trying to go through my head because I always get like fucking heaps of people asking questions each week, and I just rattle off answers, and I don't know what who the fuck I'm talking to at the end of the day. But I had You're a similar question. Downstairs at work, Timmy. Keep going. Sorry, Jack. So I had a similar going. question regarding grinders and discs, disc grinders and strap-on attachments. And my answer to it, if I remember rightly, was I use my disc grinder more often than I use my surface grinder. And provided I'm working and concentrating reasonably well, I can achieve a, a, a pretty similar result between the grinder and the disc as I would between the strap-on. Now, the strap-on is very... It's its a—it's an awesome piece of kit. Can't deny that. It is, you know, fucking fantastic. And I've got one for my Radius Master and one for my Shopmate 48, just saying that because I've got it and you don't. We don't have to answer it. Cole answered it. Look at that. Yeah, but it's the the disc is the disc is awesome. Like I use my disc fucking heaps. I I have the problem with the the only problem with the disc grinder is you will fucking go through so much more sandpaper. But your time making things and your your finish will be heaps better. So if someone was asking about uh, tip of the week is you know if you've got a disc grinder, do you know how to use it properly? Like what? What are you doing with it? Because it's a question I see a lot on the knife making down under group and the other the other groups is people go, I've got a disc. What do I do with it? Karen, you were an example of that. Yeah, yeah, I, I got one because you told me to, and then I just looked at it for a long time. <laughs> and then it's like, what do you do with this thing? It's so cool, but. And now I walk to my disc more than my actual grinder. Oh man, I do. I like I go and clean something up and just like, sh- 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 perfect every time. With a three hundred grit. Yeah, the yeah, since the symposium, Great. especially, or around the symposium time when we had Kyle Royer out here, the terminology for the apple seed edge, which was around for a long time before that, but the apple seed edge on a knife is when you've got pretty much a flat grind, or near enough to a flat grind, and the bottom of your edge is convex so that it looks like the sharp tip of an apple seed. That people can do it. You can do it on the slack belt or on your plate or whatever. I do that process, especially on the just my little drop points like that. I put my apple seed edge, my little convex on that. I put that on with my disc. Takes a bit of time to practice, and you've got to get the right speeds and stuff, especially when you're getting down to near a zero edge on it. But I, I put the apple seed convex using the disc accelerate the hand sanding process using the disc although I, for some reason still always go back to 320 grit as my first grit to sand i still might take it higher on the disc tim maybe you should do a video on youtube well when you learn how to use a disc grinder you should put up a video do you want me to come and teach you how to use a disc grinder i'm just saying shots fired <laughs> Ooh, booyah just saying Timmy, check out Tim Ford's channel on YouTube. That's uh, that's that was his subtle way of getting me to say that. I think Timmy Ford on YouTube. He's trying to get the channel going. He's got a hundred subscribers, and sad as that is, because he should be. He's better than Alex Steele. Oh, he's he's Australian. As a novice, I would have thought dial grinders would be brilliant for Hansel sanding. I think that's a I think that's a Pixel Ford spelling thing. 
Disc grinders. Oh, Pixel 4 and disc grinders would be, yeah, brilliant for hand sanding. Yeah, I no, yeah, for hand sanding a blade. Yeah, fuck yeah. Some people use them for hand sanding a blade. Absolutely. Handle sanding. Yeah. No, handle sanding. Um, the, the only downside to, like, I use it, right? So I'll make one of my hunters. So I get me a little hunter here with my Kev-style handle and stuff on it. I will do the vast majority of the sanding on this handle with and shaping with my disc grinder. I'll block it down with the belt with like a 40-grit zirconia belt and then I'll get onto the disc and I use the disc with a one mil stitched rubber backing so it's got a little bit of a buffer to it. And then the only downside is you can't do the underside because you ha- unless your handles are straight. Like my kitchen knives where I do the even the Western-style ones like this one, I still get to do a lot of that handle shaping on the disc grinder. The the bit here, the little scalloped area here, is the area which I do most of the work on by hand. And even then, I don't do it by hand. So the disc, yeah, the disc grinder for me has just been really good. I I don't even own a strap on service grinder. I would definitely get a disc before a strap on. Uh, Cole's comment above about making tapers. If you do tapered tangs, the strap on's going to rock your world. Yeah. Gonna rock your world. But if you do tapered tangs, uh, John Worthington, Rippy Knives over in New Zealand, uh, John, when he was here at my place symposium before the last one, showed me how he does it on the his tapered tangs just on the platen. And once you've got the practice in, and the whole thing is here, you might not get it first go, but you get that practice in and you fuck no worries. Like a, a tapered tang on a, a flat platen is piece of piss. Like you just got to practice. Get a big magnet, stick it on there, and fucking grind, have a look, grind, have a look. Strap on, obviously, you can set your dial, dial your fucking sign thing in, and and you're, and you're laughing. But yeah, look, they both have merits. But yeah. I use my disc infinitely more than the than the surface grinder. One thing I've used a strap on for that was really really pleasurable was making keys for my power hammer. So the keys for the dies. Do you know how they're tapered in two directions, or they're tapered? I actually ground the tapers and made yep. keys for the power hammer that fit perfect, bang on perfect with a strap on. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Carl was just saying, do your convex convex your edge on the slack belt section of your grinder. Yep. You can do that. Blair was asking, how do I do it on the? How do I do an apple seed grind on a disc? Is it with a backing, or do you do it just by turning the blade slightly as you go? Yes, Blair, it's with the backing. It's Go to Clark Rubber or your rubber supply place, get a one one mil stitched reinforced sheet of rubber, cut that out, stick it onto your disc, stick your paper onto that, and it gives you just that little bit of give, but you still need to rotate the blade a little bit, uh, if that makes sense. So you want to go near zero. I probably have about, I don't know, 0.3 of a mil before I start doing that apple seed. And then it's just slow, slow, slow on the disc. Run your disc. If you get a disc, run your disc slow. Eight, eight to ten hertz is about the range that I do everything on. There's no, no real need to go faster. You can run that sucker as fast as you like, but you run it slow, and you're going to have much more control, and you'll get the hang of it a lot quicker. And Jamie was just saying he uses the Rippy method for tapered tangs, and it is good. It is good. Like I said, it takes a bit of practice, but he's just. Getting the getting the magnet on the blade, and just angling it on there, and taking a little bit by a little bit, <clears throat> and 
if you've got a disc after that, you go then go to the disc without the rubber backing and like an 80-group bit of paper on there and then you just flatten your fucking tapered tang out. It's brilliant. Cool. So the next- Tim's just said he'll come down to my workshop and we're going to do a video together. So there we go. That'll work. There we go. So if you can get down, man. If you can get down here, come down. We'll do a video together. It'll be fun. What's the best and worst funny. of the world? Funny and fun. What's the best and worst? The, the next thing is sponsor specials. What fucking Gamaco sponsors? Food. We haven't done any of that for a while. Anyway, <laughs> oh, I forgot that Gamaco was sponsoring us. If you yeah, just get onto the bulk <laughs> Boy, buys. Just kidding. The bulk, just no, kidding. that's all right. That's all right. The bulk buys and clearance <laughs> sales page on Facebook. Get onto that. Timmy put up a whole bunch of – we put up about 50 kilos of freaking – not 50 kilos, but a lot of Juma today. Juma. Yeah. And it was all yeah. end cut, so the pattern's a bit different to what you normally see. And uh, there, there was two that didn't sell, and if they're still there, we're all pissing ourselves laughing in the shop because it looks like two sets of scales, but one of them's a massive fucking block. So the two that didn't sell looked like they were the smallest ones, but it's just because Timmy took the photo from the wrong angle. So if you get onto those – they're the biggest pieces in the whole lot. So anyway, just uh, just a heads up if they're still there. And they were forty bucks for generally two sets of scales and a block at minimum. I think it was two sets of scales and a block. So they're end grain. Um, so you get. I went, I went and had a look. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, they're end grain, and most of them, or a lot of them, are edges of the block. So one side looks really nice. The other side has the the rough casting. It's not good to sell, so we cut those off. So. But, you know, if you get onto that clearance sale page, there's lots of stuff that comes up there that we just get, got to get rid of. So, yeah, those those went out the door today after sitting around the office for about two years. To social distancing, Timmy. <laughs> yes, you can. Hey, I've, I've got the space. We we can we can have a workbench between us. Yeah. There's a metre and a half. This is what – these Easily. are the ones here. Cole's telling us one was a massive block of green and the other was a huge piece of synthetic ivory. Super Tusk. It was like, <laughs> and it was just roughly cut, so you couldn't really sell it as a nice block. But, geez, they were the best two and the last two to go. I don't think they've, they might not even have gone Is now. that the luminous? Cole, mate, is that the luminescent green one? Because I looked at that, and for shits and giggles, I was going to buy that fucking thing. I'm kicking myself I didn't now. <laughs> Some bastard's gone and bought it. Hang on. Yeah. I'm just going to mute for a second. Yeah, go and have a look. <laughs> yeah, you just go and do that, you knucklehead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alright, so um, uh, yeah, the uh, so yeah, sponsor messages. But what was the good and the bad and the ugly off Facebook this week, guys? Did we see any really good stuff? I saw a really good knife. I bought it. Don't forget to buy a knife occasionally, guys. Either by the way, support the industry, add to your collection, support each other out. If you see something you like, (laughs) I got new knife. Yeah, that's fucking nice. And yeah, Cole Cole was right on his first guess, but he should be because he probably knew I got it off Del Rasso. He probably yeah. saw the box come in. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you get that. He opened the box. Yeah. He already had a look at it. He told me. He said, "I've molested your knife." Fluorescent green. Yeah. Someone told Brett we were talking about him. <laughs> hey, Brett. Hey, you going, going hey. son? Good to see you on here, Mister Brett Selly. Dino, great to flatten scales, tapered tangs, tapered scales outside parallel, whatever. I think he's talking about something we talked about before. I'm going to try. I think the mag. Dean was asking about do you sell the magnets? Dean, they're just the big fucking um, welders magnets. Go and get the big fucking welders magnets. They're huge and 
use that. Ben. It's got to just have good hold. Ben Eustace says, I'm going to try and make a disc for my Shopmaster either to bolt onto the drive wheel or have driven by the belt. Seriously, dude, don't fuck around. Honestly, get a motor. A motor's going to cost you a couple of hundred bucks. Put the disc straight on the motor and then get yourself a, a rest for it down the track if you want. And then use the VFD that you've got, cut into the line and put a three-way switch to run up to the... Uh, put a three-way switch. Yeah, and that way... Yeah. Seriously, it's it's a better option than trying to fuck around and make a grinder or a disc grinder. You know, it can be done, sure, but I think it's a better option to have a separate disc grinder. And it, it it's not it's not that by the time you fuck around custom engineering something, it's going to be a better option. That's my two bolt. What do you reckon, Kevu? Yeah, I'm I'm with that. You've got some grinders with modified drive wheels, though. Yeah, the Radius Master. Yeah, and the reason I've got the Radius Master with the modified wheel is because the Drive wheel on the Radius Master is oh, like eight inch wheel, and it used to have a cover over it. And we went and approached local engineering mob to basically make a disc. The only downside to that disc, which we got them to make, it has a one degree taper from the center or to the center, so that you can, you know, run along the things across it. I would like to get take it back to the engineering mob and get them to machine it flat for me. Because a flat disc is much better. Flat disc, in my opinion, is much more versatile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Brett, how's your thumb, mate? What happened, mate? There was a room. Someone spread a rumor around here earlier that you did something to your thumb. Are we going to get a? Are we going to get a comment from him? Probably not. Probably not. We put the bait out. Andrew's got a comment here. Saw some great photo and polished edits of NV blades, Benavia blades, and Isurus blades. Loving seeing people up there photographic games. Look, honestly, guys, the best thing you can do if you make knives is learn how to take a picture of them. And if you can't learn how to take a picture of them, me, guilty as charged, get someone professional to take pictures of them. Because, mate, mate, I make my knives are like rough as guts, right? They look like total shit. And mate, send them off to send them off to guys like Coop, and they come back looking awesome. Actually, that's not true. If you yeah. if you send a knife over there, that's, that's <laughs> every scratch and mark is suddenly in high definition. It's really unpleasant getting photographed knives. Yeah, but still, it's 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 when, super when they important. email you the proof. When they email you the proof and ask what what brand fifty grit belt did you use to get this finish? Yeah, you you might have to have a look at your um techniques of finishing your blades a little better <laughs> this guy luke but seriously yeah, sorry i got i got just on that thing i got sharp to do a couple of my knives at sydney show and i regret not getting more done like fuck you I, man I made, definitely i made a decision to get everything i liked photographed by coop <clears throat> so uh, because it's just it's just more better and in fact i you know when you mean better better when andrew smith like chooses a knife for a billboard or for a poster for the Sydney Knife Show, the criteria is there must be an awesome picture of it and, and the awesome high-definition picture of it. And if, if you've got a great picture, that your chances of being in a magazine, being on a billboard, being on a poster, being anywhere is, is again, much more better. Lukey J asks, is it worth making a forge for heat treating or is it best to send to heat treating place like Hills? Dude, you can heat treat knives in forges. Mert's not here, so we'll break the news to you. You can heat treat. <laughs> you can heat treat knives just fine in a forge, if you know what you're doing with a little bit of practice. And I'll, I'll Matt's, that. Matt's not anti-forge heat treating. He's anti-stainless steel forge heat treating. 
But there are guys that are running their forges with fucking precision temperature, like one or two degrees out in variations. I can do it. You've just still got to take your time. You've mm. still got to fucking wrap them in fucking foil. And it, you know, and it decarb, decarb is real. What are you, what are you heat decarb treating? Are you doing stainless steel or are you doing carbon steels? Yeah. How long do you need to doing soak Doing carbon for? steels. Yeah, if you're doing carbon steels and you can main, maintain a good environment in your forge and, and a consistent temperature, fuck, I've been doing that for as long as I've been heat treating knives, I've used my forge. I've got a paragon I use for my stainless, but I do all of my carbon-based steels in the forge. And I, I know I know how my forge works. I know the heat areas. I've got a laser thermometer that I'm fucking poking there all the time. And, you know, I get consistent results. Cole who might be a little bit biased on account of his sales Paragon Kiln, says carbon steel, make a forge and heat treat yourself. Stainless steel, high alloy, buy a Paragon Kiln. Being biased, it, it, it is ab- absolutely true, though, that with if you're going to buy high-end quality stainless steels and, and heat treat them poorly, then there's absolutely no fucking point in buying good quality high-end steels. Yeah. Having said that, uh, I mean, if you're doing very small blades like I do, I can I can guarantee you I can hold for twenty minutes in my forge at perfect temperature and do Dharma steel. But I've got ten years of fucking around with it practice, and and a kiln is going to up your game straight away. You you put your gear in and away you go. There's no <coughs> problem with that. Yeah. So this guy says carbon, and he's totally a noob. If you're doing carbon steel, dude, just get yourself a forge. Make a make a little nine kilo gas bottle forge. Perfect. You yep. do axes, hammers, everything. It's good. Make you guys, askers. and because we were talking about sponsorship from Gamico and how we'd forgotten about sponsorship from Gamico, you guys sell a kit for yeah, but don't, doing don't a make nice a thing. No, like, no, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm just actually do your own do your own research. Buy something from Lithuania. Get it sent out. <laughs> play with it for a few years. A devil when you realise it's a piece of shit, don't don't don't, don't name it, dude. Oh, um. When you realise when you realise what you've done. You can spend the, the uh, you can spend the same amount of money and actually get a, something a bit better. So, people do it all the time. And and and, and the big thing is, don't go out and buy a three burner because you want to make swords. It's the biggest dickhead move. Everybody knows you're a noob straight away. Yep. Don't do don't it. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And Dave Winch says LOL. So I guess he's laughing about that. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I just drew some. I'm still running off an old school Venturi burner in my forge, but like I said, I've used that same forge for years and years and years, and I know how it runs, and I know the temperature areas, temperature zones and all that, but I actually just drew a couple of circles on there with the view of actually buying a couple of your economy burners and running two burners, because my forge is quite big, so I'm going to run a couple of economy burners. I've got to talk to you about linking them up, because I only want to use one gas bottle, one regulator. Oh, Peter Roberts, good on you, mate. Juma's gone. Bought lot three, winner winner. Winner winner chicken dinner. Win 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 win. <laughs> oh, I want this. I got that. Fucking, oh, I, fucking I want winner, a winner chicken dinner. Yeah, cheese knife off Paul So this guy says, guy, guys, I'm about uh, my first forge kit. What? Oh, first grinder from Gamaco. What belt should I start with? The beginner, beginner, belt, beginner belt pack from Gamaco yeah. will give you a pretty good start. But, but. <laughs> Yeah, we have been asked a thousand times. Cole might answer in the comments section. Cole's the sales guy from Gamaco. Basically, though, you know, you probably don't need as many belts, different types as you think you do. 
you can get a i mean i like belts i do like the fact that i've got a range of belts but to start with if you get a good quality 50 at a good quality 100 or 120 and have a bit of a play you'll get started you cannot go wrong with blaze the best value and uh we've just got a big shipment of um those fancy american shredders did we get those shredders in Cole? he'll He'll answer down the bottom there somewhere after he stops bitching about Lithuanian <laughs> gas, gas chambers. It's messed up, Noel. I'm glad. I'm glad we go alive with this stuff. <laughs> oh, oh my god! That, you, that's you not can't even take this funny. Shit back. Anyway, you, no, you sold out of the beginner belt pack. Oh, look, mate, we'll make more. Yeah. Don't worry about it. That's easy as right. The belt packs will Cole will make you up a custom one. Tim will too. Tim loves it when people ring him up and ask for custom stuff. And just get a pack of forty grit Klingspore red ceramic belts, says Tim. Don't don't awake. listen to Tim. No, well you can. But but the the fifty to one hundred, fifty to one twenty, or sixty to one hundred, sixty to one twenty, that combination is really, really good. Cole's banged out some response here from what he likes, uh, which is the the Klingspore ceramics, which they've taken off, uh, very much so taken off against the Blaze. People are realising the um, they're actually a really, really good belt. They don't have a fancy marketable name. I think we actually uh, investigated giving it one, like, you know, the awesome belt or something, like Shredder, Blaze, you know, there's all these different names. Klingspore. Klingspore's got its the own. Norax belts are good for finishing. Klingspore. Klingspore. It sounds like something that comes out of a mushroom and sticks on you and then grows like a fungal yeah, infection. Yeah, and you see all these vivid colours when you're falling, it, grinding, <laughs> breathing in the Klingspores. Nice. <laughs> nice. It takes me back to my youth. Let's no. Let's not go no. there. Oh, bad trip, bad trip. Okay. <laughs> so, Norax, uh, yeah, and... Basically, you need to think about your handle grinding as well. A lot of people will take the blaze grind handles, then take them to steel, and that's perfectly, perfectly acceptable if you want to do that. But uh, uh, the ceramics are not the sharpest grit. They're like a like a diamond saw for cutting stone. If you rub your fingers over it, you're never going to cut yourself. It's the same with ceramics. But if you feel a zirconia belt, it is sharp and it's going to cut timber a lot more and rub less, which is really good. Uh, some guys are saying here to grab the scallop belts. The scallop belts on handles, they're pretty wicked, eh? Have you used them, Yeah, Keith? my my. – I'm not going to talk about my process, actually, but I, I've got a bunch of them. I gave a bunch of them away to Beer Ad, Brad Heathcote, at Heathcote Knives. I don't use them anymore. They, they're good. They are good, but my handle process now is different, and I don't need them. That's It's something I was talking to one of the guys – like I said, the, the million questions I get in a week when I'm answering, that's why I'm always on fucking Instagram and Facebook. But one of the guys that I was talking to about processes was you've got to identify the shit that you're duplicating or that you're doing that has no benefit at the time and get rid of it. And some of that, like you said, is when you're looking at your progression of grits, there's no need to progress through in small increments all the way through unless you fucking really want to like have a hard time do, work out work out where you're doing repetition or work out where there's a redundant process and get rid of it. Map down what you're doing. This this is the tip of the day. Map down your processes. It's going to sound like a wank-wank fish tank thing, but this goes back to my office days. Map your process. Write down what you do, when you do it, 
And at the end of the day, when you've written fucking 10 pages on what you're doing to get a knife to, to heat treating stage, that should be fucking five, four or five steps to heat treating. That's it. Like if you're doing more than that, you're doing way too much. Like that's when someone was talking about um, efficiencies, because I, like I said, I'm very inefficient in what I do. I get distracted easily in my workshop and I don't focus on what I should be making, but I can still produce a lot of knives at the end of the day because when I turn around and go, fuck, I've been wasting a lot of time replying to Tim Ford, I should have better make some knives. I've got three steps to get to heat treat. So I fucking heat treat knives, 10 knives within 25 minutes. So you've got to look at that process of map out what you're doing. <laughs> oh, we love live feed. You go back a few podcasts when 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 we're doing the podcast without yeah when Mert, Mert lost his plot the episode where Mert did his shit Mert hard Mert, Mert hard at work and that's what we were showing Mert while we were doing that yeah so yeah that, that, that's, that's my tip of the day hey, Mert, screw you, the tip of the yep, days on me, the yep. disc grinder let's go to the tip of the days on being more efficient write down every step that you do in your knife making process and see where you duplicate things especially if you're say i'm guilty of doing this in the past if you hand sand a knife that's got a one mil thick edge prior to heat treating that you're then going to go back and post heat treat grind you're wasting a shitload of time and energy and effort get rid of that fucking get rid of those steps that you've then got to if you're doing that let's say okay let's say example you go up to 240 grit hand sanding heat treat your knife, then take it back and you grind 100 grit and then go back to hand sanding. All that time that you did before heat treat where you hand sanded, absolute waste of time and money. Absolute waste of time and money. Get rid of those steps, grind it to 100, heat treat it, post heat treat, grind it to 100 and use your disc or hand sand from there. You will save a massive amount of twerk, I mean time, at work. <laughs> Sorry, I got bored there. I was just uh, getting distracted. So, <clears throat> yes, that's a good thing because I I everybody out there, I think, has, has heat treated before they drilled their holes. And I think that's the quintessential fuck up of not getting your process right, getting your, yeah. your, your that's it. progression right. Map, right. map your processes and fucking – I was talking about it with Dean Hamilton today because, as we were saying last week when we had the interview with Dean, he gets the vets in they do that forge through program, which is fucking awesome. But he was telling me today that he has the processes, for, especially for like heat treating and stuff, on a fucking piece of A4 paper, laminated in the workshop, so that if you happen to have one of those brain fart moments, well, I have them a lot, where I go, fuck, I can't remember that. You go and read it. You pick it up and go, oh, fuck, that's right. There's that step I'm up to now. So, dude, write a book, put it in a book, fucking save it on a laptop, do whatever, just fucking... Yeah, Lee, that is nasty ass, mate. Nasty nas. Nasty nas. <laughs> nasty nas. I put that up. You should have seen it. We lost 10 viewers straight away, but now they're all starting to trickle left, back left, again. Left, <laughs> left for a little so bit. So anyway, yeah, it was nasty nas. Yeah. She's just a very talented lady, and I you know, I just can't say enough how much practice yeah. and We're training must go into that, and I really respect that. <laughs> No, <laughs> whatever works. Like I said, sorry, everyone. Whatever works, man. 
Much respect. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not yeah. objectifying women. Just saying. Much respect. There's a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know what's pretty much they, come they back all have to close so their good. laptops You've all down because that their out. wives are right. watching them, <laughs> what they're doing in the background. All of a sudden, there's these twerk glasses oh, right. up on the thing. <laughs> Half the guys probably got up and started yeah, shouting anyway, money look, out. Finally, human. <laughs> make it rain. Make it rainy. Make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be on my YouTube forever. One day you'll start, one day you'll start kayaking again, and this will just be a bad memory. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've somehow, I don't know why I'm current kayaker. I probably should change that. Definitely talking shit. Definitely talking sheaths. I think he deleted it. Oh, well, we were sheaths. Oh, sheaths. Ah. Uh, <laughs> get the sort of into it's innuendo. Ha ha ha! I just did not like heat treating. Heat treating before drilling holes like an idiot. Uh, I just did the heat treating. Mate, I actually contacted Sandvik and said, how do you anneal 12C27? Because it's not in the heat treating recipe. And they said, you don't need <laughs> to anneal. Well, you don't need to, but so a lot of our guys go, do. Once you harden it. And I said, yes, I do. They said, no, you don't. I said, yes, I fucking do. I forgot to drill the <laughs> hole. And it was me. And um, anyway, I didn't get it anyway. They weren't really. Good night, Tim. Timmy's going to bed. Good night, Timmy. Oh, good night. You better be at work Lord. on time. Good Fair of It's time for milk. Memory. Got to go to work. To- got to go to work tomorrow. Your boss is going to have a hangover tomorrow, dude. I've got a fair sneaking suspicion. Yeah, fucking do not, Tim, for tip of your day, do not get in your boss's way tomorrow. Fuck uh, no. Bear with a sore head when I get there. Poke him with a stick. <laughs> Poke the bear right. with a stick. That's what it and, is. And uh, Dino says he thought that was Mert twerking. Well, I mm. just don't get that. Fuck, man, that image. I'm never going <laughs> to get that out of my head. Oh, I've shared a room with him on several occasions. I can't <laughs> deny or uh, otherwise for those comments. Anyway, uh, happy days. Mert's going right, to listen to this right podcast along. to see what he's missed out on, and he's not going to be happy. Enough, enough shit talk. We've got to be serious. We've got to be professional. So what's the next thing on our meeting notes, mate? Sponsor specials. That was, we've done that. Shout outs for Australian makers. Hey, shout out an Australian maker, mate. Yeah. Give us a shout out. Well, I did JC Bladeworks one and a half thumbs up before because he had a savage uh, chop on his finger, which I, I know we have a laugh about that stuff, but he's going to be out of action for a reasonable amount of time. But it's still funny. I didn't say it wasn't funny. I just said it's out of action for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I want to give a shout-out to my mate, Luke Kelly. Um, He's on Instagram as, I think it's Luke Kelly Knives. No, he's under Instagram as Luke Kelly 766. And Luke lives just out of the Canberra region there, and he's, he's making some nice knives. He's got a very distinctive style, and... I think he posted up one, a knife, not long ago based off being at the symposium this year where he sat in and listened to part of my handle shaping demo talk. So Luke Kelly, 766, shout out to you, mate. You better be fucking listening to this because otherwise my shout out's for nothing. But that's who my shout out. Who you, who you got one to put out there to the world, mate? No, I'm going to shout out Peter Del Rosso. I bought one of his knives, so I've got to, be, got to give him a shout out. Favoritism. 
grumpy snot sometimes. You are, Peter. You know it's true. <laughs> That's the good thing about him. <laughs> it's a lovely thing about him. But on a Sunday afternoon at a, at a show... Who's the guy that's sitting there with a total noob and a pad and a pencil yes. teaching someone how to do something? It's Peter every yes. time. So, you know, there's there's a lot to be said for what he does. I've judged Sydney Knife Show and I've judged Melbourne Knife Show because everyone who's an exhibitor judges that normally. And I've judged everywhere I've judged where Peter Del Rasso's had a knife in you always look at the knives and you look at the you, you find the faults because judging is about picking the shit out of yep. things, right? And you can't just say, "Well, I like the look of that." You have to look at it and say, "Well, that's pretty shit, or that's good, or not." And the thing about Peter's knives are is that you can sit there and stare at them and try and find fault. You look at the plungers, you look at the the fit on the guard, you look at everything. And I'm holding this knife now, and it it'd win in my book every day of the week. The balance on it, everything is spot on, perfect, yep. and um. And, you know, most custom knife makers say, oh, it's a sign of handmade or something. I don't know. Peter's been around a long time, but <coughs> you just – its no, his knives just are not shit. They're just not shit. They're beautiful knives. And he's a great fisherman, and uh, I currently hold the trophy for the best carp. Sorry, Peter, but you, you uh, haven't caught it yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he watches or listens to this podcast, Probably but I'm going to shout Peter Del Rasso out. Uh, he's the Melbourne Guru Guild state rep and has been for many, many years. The amount of time that he's donated to the community, it's massive. Now, mate, he's not everyone's cup of tea, that's fine, but uh, he doesn't claim to be either, so nothing, no harm done there. All good. Nice. Where are we at? Any tips on grinding a tanto? Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> hey, if I drown a few of them, I might give you some tips. Take your time. Oh, I've never made one. Oh, yeah, my, my advice my advice would be to, uh, to to mark your center of your blade, mark where you want your grinds <coughs> to go, and proceed confidently but carefully. You yeah. can't be tentative with grinding. You've got to be confident. And and Dave Winch is Dave Winch. Fuck, great. There you go. That's the answer, right? Practice. 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 Yep. And it's funny because when I had Dean Hamilton here today, and we were up in my workshop having a chat. And I was giving him some, <clears throat> just some pointers, I guess, on how I do some of my processes, particularly in a class environment, which effectively is how I do my processes because I teach people the way I make knives. And marking your blade with a, get, get a Sharpie and mark your blade <coughs> for your grind heights as a, as a guide, I still do that. I fucking don't often get them where I want the, the line to be, but I still I still write on it, and it gives you that thing. So don't don't just jump in there and fucking go for it. Mark it out, map it out, and go for it. Here's a question from Francis Mezieres. Hi, gu- uh, Frank. <laughs> Hi, guys. Is there any possibilities of organising an ABS intro to bladesmithing in Australia to reduce the waiting period for journeyman smith? Francis, I organised the one and only. One that happened in Australia, and I swore blind I would never do it again. No offence, but the people at the ABS do not understand the insurance requirements in Australia. They do not understand that we cannot buy the policies under the same names that they have in America. They are very insular in their approach. We explained that the policies called something different, does the same job. We were told we were wrong, and it just seriously got 
far, far too hard, despite the fact that we ran it under the Knife Art Association's insurance in any case. I understand the litigious nature of America, but nobody in Australia is going to start the lawsuit against the ABS when the Knife Art Association's right here, running the course, taking the money, forming the contracts. I honestly will do it again if the ABS can just work with us, not against us. So I'm not going to go down that path again personally, but Kev might. You're the prez. You go for it, Kev. Oh, look, the same <clears throat> The same things is I was on that course that you organised and we had Bill Burke here. Great, a great course to be on, but like I said, the background stuff, the shit that we had to go through, the hoops that we had to fucking we, jump we, through. We, well, we, you, you. Thank you. I'm Thank saying you. we is the, I'm the president, you hey, motherfucker. We is in me. We Fuck is you. the queen, fucker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kyron had to go through a whole lot of shit to get that sorted. Um, Brand- and Keith too, by the way. And anyway, Keith, yeah, because yeah. uh, Keith and um, Tyball and um, Bruce Barnett helped out on that course, which was magic. Um, Francois, listen, my advice, mate, to be honest with you, save up your coin, take a holiday to the US, go go to one of the many sanctioned ABS introduction classes that they put on over there. Uh, I believe the bloody New England School of Metalwork does them and a few others do them. Um, go there where the numbers are small. Like, you're going to spend a bit of money, have a holiday, go there and do it over there and have a better time and get more out of it and be introduced to all of the fucking key people that you're going to want to be introduced to anyway over there. It's, it's a, The network of people in the US in that regard are amazing the insurance hassles and the fucking issues with everything when we've got to get them out here sometimes hinder us on that level. So if you can, Jamie Bishop went over, I don't know if Jamie's still with us, but Jamie just went over and did a um, to Blade Show and then stuck around and did a course at the New, uh, New England School of Metalwork. He didn't do the ABS intro, but he did other courses, but they run that intro course there and you will have access to not just the master smith that's doing the course, but you'll have access to more. Close down Peter Roberts's um, thing for a second, so we can see what yeah, t-shirt. Well, I can't see what t-shirt no, you're holding I'm, up. I'm deliberately hiding the t-shirt till you finish speaking. I finished speaking. I'm a prick tease, but oh right, in that case. <laughs> when you're talking about going over to the states to do a course, that's fantastic. Do that. Go to Blade Show first. Fantastic. Drink. On the way to Blade Show. Cole and I want to organise a get-together at a place called the Bear Claw, Bear Claw Saloon. Yes. <laughs> Bear Claw Saloon. They've got, they've got 12 seats, so <laughs> we're going to fill that fucking joint out, push the locals out, and have a great night. Bear Claw Saloon, Crestline, California. You fly into LA. It's just a matter of working out with us to jump in a hire car. We'll get up to Crestline. It's the best part about LA, and we're just we're – just, we're going to have a good fucking time. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then we'll head off to um, Bear Claw. Fuck yeah. See, Cole's been there. He yeah. knows. He knows the ja- Jamie's still on board and he said he's been to the New England School of Metalwork and Nick Rossi was awesome. Nick is a bit of a knife-making legend uh, in the world. If you don't know Nick Rossi, um, you should. Bad luck if you don't. And the cool thing that Jamie was saying about the New England School of Metalwork is it's designed for welding and metal fabrication stuff and the knife making the blacksmithing stuff is kind of like 
the knife making supplies of part of Gamaco, it, it's a little subsection that's growing and growing and growing. And Jamie was saying one of the points on there about if you go to do a class over there, everything's on site and you have $50 on-site accommodation. And, um, you know, you can go and buy cool shit and decent food around the place and be welcomed. Have a stab... Have a stab in the dark. This is something that's fucking fresh in my <coughs> mind. The guy's going to laugh about this. How many knife-making parts for folding knives, just for folding knives, do you reckon Game of Coast stock? Give me a number. 47. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or you ask... Try fucking harder. Are you asking one of the listeners or I, are you asking me? <laughs> I'm going yeah, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna give this poster here oh. to the listener that gets, that gets closest... Uh, to my spreadsheet of knife making parts Cole, for folders. Cole, you're exempt. And they're not all on the website either, by the you're way. You're exempt, Cole. 2,240, says Andrew Smith. No, fuck no. One, Cole's one, exempt. Dave Winch. One million. Dave Winch, you're close, but. 80, <laughs> 86, higher. 476, lower. 78, higher. 432, lower. Come on. Yeah, Come so on. anyway, they're trying their best. 2,500. Well, if, if it's lower than 432, you fucking knucklehead. 69. Oh, that'd be funny. No, it's not. It's more. Keep going. 387. 217. Here we go. We're getting there. We're getting there. Chat platform support. I've just broken something. Sorry. That's right. It's going to say 73. Higher. 389. Lower. It's like the price is right. Yeah, here. I know. Come on. Groceries. Groceries. 300. Lower. <laughs> 124. Higher. 134. Higher. Frank Lupino had 165. Fucking close enough. Facebook user. Oh, you can't even click the link on the top. You would have won. Okay, 328, lower. Facebook user, 165. If you tell us your name, I'll I'll, I'll give it to you. That's probably Jay. One, That's 189, probably Jay. lower. <laughs> 232, 189, 269. I can't even, can't even remember how many it is. Just a minute. I'll have to go and have a look. <laughs> yeah. All right, no, I've got the number. No, no, no. Whoever said 165, Facebook user, you need to fucking comment again or I'm giving it to Forge Through. Did the Facebook user comment again? Dave Grove, they reckon. Dave Grove, the post is yours. There you go. Doug Lass, sorry, dude, but Dave Grove got it. i tell you what, Doug Lass, I'm going to send the second one of those four posters to you, son, because on account of it's going to forge through, and that's a great fucking cause. Um. And Matt Snape came in with the correct answer of 166, but too fucking late. Sorry, dude. I've given it away already, even though you're right. <laughs> and I, and it's just that, do you know, remember that bottle of scotch you gave to Kev? Yeah, well, fuck you. There you go. Oh, poster, poster, poster. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, guys, you know me on Facebook. Uh, if Dave Grove and um, somebody else can, uh, the other guy. I'm getting. I'm going to say Douglas. I'm sure you'll be okay if I give that to uh, to Dino. So I'll get that organised. I've got two of them. I'm drunk and I've given them both away. Which of these are the prized possession of my life? These four posters. That one's my shop. One's in Key's shop. But they were the original. Uh, designed by Andrew Smith. Poster for the first show. There you go. If you change the dates, yeah. you can just stick it out of the front of your house. Encourage people to come in and buy knives off you. <laughs> yeah, you really could. Yeah, happening this weekend. We even got some little. Oh, 
And there's Timmy Ford, the Boy Scout. Where? Just there. Lying on the ground. The ki- this kitchen knife. That's an Alastair Phillips one. And I don't know, that's the Rambo knife I bought as a kid. <laughs> and there's some guys fighting. <laughs> Ring actors. <laughs> we love them. There's lots of words. Andrew perfected it later on. This one has lots of words. Later on, we just had big pictures of knives because it works yeah. all better. Anyway, I, I've given away two posters tonight that I didn't think I'd give away, so there you go. Uh, guys, send me your details. Well, I'll get Dave, that sorted. Dave, yeah, just, where are we at, Dave just posted down there that he's in New Zealand. and uh, Yeah, that's he, all right. I'll send it through Kerry. Uh, he said to give it to Matt, but just send it to New Zealand. That's a double. Nah, fuck Matt. <laughs> Where's, show, show us that whiskey that you got, Kev. Show us that whiskey that you got. Yeah, fuck Matt. There you go, Sorry. Matt. That's what I think of that. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> Matt and his son are going to come down and do a course with me, and I'm just going to—I'm never going to fucking live it down. I'll, Matt, I'll make it up to you, mate. When you come and do the course, I'll put on the best fucking feed for you for lunch. And now, Dino Handstaker is a man that uh, that fits a four XL shirt, and he's noted that our shirts are either three XL or five XL. Dude, just get a fucking five XL and drink beer until it fits. I've told you this already. Get over it. I told him. Just get a five XL and wash it yourself. That way, it's going to fucking shrink and you'll be fine. I, I'll get it to you, Dave. You're all right, man. All right. I think I finally got my name to work. Shit fight. <coughs> sorry, sorry, Jay. I'm sorry. It was a shit fight. Dave Grove got his to work too when he figured out he <laughs> could he, win a prize. When he won something, that's funny it. how that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Suddenly we can click on a link. Oh, yeah, yeah now I've got idiots. fucking... Oh, sorry, sorry. Jesus, I called my customers idiots. No, I did. I called them Anyway, idiots. that's all right then. Okay. <laughs> all right. So that's... Uh, where, where were we? I think the last thing was to tell people to uh, like and subscribe to our channel. Join our Facebook page. We've now got some 1,500, uh, 1500 people on our um, group. Now, listen. Knife making down under. On, so, listeners, jump on there. With regard to that group, okay, with regard to the knife making yeah. down under group, I have to say, 1,500 people, and we have, we have as administrators on that group, thank you, everyone. We have fuck all to do. There's, yeah, there's, except there's, for... Um, we get on there every now and then and fucking delete shit, but I think, what, we've had three reported fucking posts in months. And, and not too many arguments, and sometimes we're in on those arguments. So like I said, follow the rules. I was enjoying that one from that guy. Follow, follow the rules. <laughs> you deleted it. <laughs> I deleted it. I got rid of him. <laughs> Fucking hell. He, that, that, he said you know what I would call someone an idiot? That guy was an idiot. <laughs> Ian Fanningham was an idiot. He just he struck a nerve that day. Gone. Ba-boom. Hey, Swung the band. a classic example. Of a keyboard hero. Swung the band keyboard hammer, hero. got rid of him. Cockwaffle. Mm. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny though. Yeah. Um, I, one was, I was laughing. Him. He was saying how Any? I was a, he was calling me out on being a bullshit artist because I didn't know anything about anything. So Yeah. There you go. When you're on that group I thought that was I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, when you're on that group, knife making down under, there's one rule, don't be a dick. Pretty fucking clear, yep. pretty fucking simple. Don't be a dick. Can't live by it. And, this is uh, fucking rule for life. Yeah, we're getting members from all around the world as we're getting listeners from all around the world. Um, so I suppose going to delete me spruiking my drinking and hand sanding streams. No, uh, we, we've considered it. We've considered it. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> yeah, fair call. Don't do a search, mate. 
<laughs> anyway, whatever. Thanks yeah. for the giggles, boys. It's such a great time. Oh, Julianne, thank you so much for joining us. And Thanks, I'm, Julianne. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. We appreciate it. you coming uh, on we, listening. Yeah, um, seriously. I, I'm, I'm sorry you had to see us. That bit I am yeah. apologetic for because... <laughs> I might have to work up I got the fr- mask device for next time. Like, maybe a mask. <laughs> oh, Anthony Kidd will love that post. Those that saw it will love it. Um, yeah. Okay, so anyway, it's make sure you subscribe on the podcast thing because it's kind of it builds it up or does something i don't know. i don't really know actually I, I really don't care particularly but it kind of makes it worthwhile to know that somebody's listening and um is that mr sweep what was that show from the fucking 70s and 80s that i grew up on with sweep and oh, what was it called that one time with a goat <laughs> snooty sooty sooty oh who knows sweep you're, you're- it was an english puppet show I, I, I think it's time to go. I think it's time to call it a night. Kimber, no, no, no. Kimber was a fucking lion, wasn't it? Oh, oh come on, Dino. It was a fucking Dino. lion. Sooty, sooty sweep and... and Woody, the, Doug, anyway, come whatever. on. Doug's of, Doug's of the era that he'll understand that. Sooty. Yeah, thanks for the entertainment. Thanks for the poster, Doug. I'm gonna glad that's going to a good home, even though it's just sitting behind my cupboard, so... Oh, I broke it. Sorry. <laughs> it's sitting on the fucking floor in two pieces now. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> I'll get that organized. Ah, uh, you know. All right. Okay, guys. Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks. And uh, we're calling it. Yeah. Take cheers, care. everyone. Thank you very much. Cheers next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And this time, I actually did end the broadcast. <laughs> yeah, now it has. <laughs> Um, 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 um